0: Nutritionist appointment. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We have a nutritionist that you are going to love. they will explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel.
1: As the saying
0: goes, you are what you eat.
1: Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. I can't wait to see what you dish up. Learn more about topics you're interested in at weightandwellness.com. to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist and co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we are going to talk about osteoporosis and low bone density. You know, it's interesting to know that 10 million people have osteoporosis and another 44 million have low bone density. And in fact, one half of people over the age of 50 are at risk of breaking a bone, and need to be concerned about their bone density, their bone
0: health. Well, those are some sobering statistics to open up the show with. Hey, that's what I
1: do. Right? Give you all the details.
0: Yeah. Well, that should really get people listening. And um, yeah, if if you don't recognize my voice, I'm Cassie Weenus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I'm here today to co-host the show with Marcy. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. As nutritionists and registered dietitians at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we work with a lot of people day in and day out. And the vast majority are women. That's right. And wouldn't you say a lot of the women that you see in clinical practice are concerned about their bone density? I would say almost everyone, even young, young women, Mm -hmm. they'll say to me, what do you think about calcium? Should I
1: start taking it now? You know, always talking about that.
0: Yeah, so a lot of them are concerned. And, you know, I teach a lot of classes for nutritional weight and wellness, and I often get questions in in the different classes that I teach about bone-building foods and drinks and those types of things. And one question that I often get is this one. Is drinking coffee bad for my bones? Mm-hmm. That's right. I get Good that, question. too. Mm-hmm. Good question. Is drinking coffee bad for my bones? Well... You're going to be pleased to know that we have the research to answer that question. Well, we do. And in fact, the research comes
1: from Dr. Robert Recker, who is the director of Osteoporosis Research Center. And he's out of Creighton University in Omaha. And what he said is that huge national studies in different countries have found no evidence of an increase of fractures due to coffee.
0: That's some good news. That surprised I like it. me. I, yeah. <laughs> I always have my morning cup of coffee, but yeah. I stick
1: to one cup. That's Well, that's very good, Cassie. Yeah, yeah.
0: because, you know, water's always going to be your best choice. And we all, we yes. all know that intuitively. So that, that was really interesting to me, Marcy, when I learned that in preparing for the show, that this big study showed no evidence, but we should never just look at one study. That's right. right? So yep. I brought another study along. This study was done in Sweden. It looked just at women, fairly large study. There were 61,000 women in this study, and they found that the women drinking four cups of coffee a day did have a small reduction of bone density, only a small reduction. They also went on to say in this study that the four cups of coffee a day did not link these women to an increased risk of bone fracture. Well,
1: that's pretty good, too, right? Right. Interesting. Interesting. You know, really, and as a nutritionist, I oftentimes will recommend to my clients who have bone density problems, either that osteoporosis already, or maybe what's leading up to it called osteopenia, that if they're going to drink their beloved coffee, right, right. We, what do we want to do? We want you to add a little bit of full fat cream. And it tastes so much better. Well, it does. Um, You know, and why? Why Why do we want you to add a little extra fat to that? Because we understand and know that bones need fat to make the healthy bone mesh for the minerals to
0: attach to for strong bones. So it's a lot of different things going on. And I bet a lot of people listening had no idea that we need healthy fats to build strong bones. So... If that's a surprise to you, you're certainly not the only one. You know, I remember back, I suppose it was 11, 11 and a half years ago now, when I sat down at the old St. Paul office to take the weight and wellness series. I had just found nutritional weight and wellness, was intrigued. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to take the weight and wellness series. And that was the first time, and I was a dietitian at that time, but sitting in that class was the first time that I learned that we need good fats to build strong, healthy, dense bones. It was kind of shocking because yeah. when I went to school... You didn't learn that, oh, did you? Oh, my goodness. I don't I, I don't know if they're teaching it even now. I don't know. Well, I hope they are. I I would be surprised if they yes. are, sad to say. But when I went to college to become a dietitian, all of the instructors were teaching that fat was bad and that we should be following a low-fat, mm-hmm. fat-free diet. Now we know that's inaccurate information, but just think of the millions of women that were put at risk for developing osteoporosis because of that low fat message. Oh, I know so many and, and even myself growing
1: up with the low fat, I'm raising my hand over here. Me too. So I, we definitely did that as well, put ourselves at risk. And, you know, I want to go back a little bit and go back to that question about coffee is drinking coffee bad for my bones. So to continue with some more research, we've also found that coffee acts as a diuretic, right? right? And we know as coffee drinkers and anybody out there who's drinking a little coffee, um, if after a cup or two of coffee, we have to run to the bathroom, right? Right. So, so that's telling us it's it's a diuretic. You know, coffee, so when you drink it, you're, and what is happening? You're peeing more. You are. And your bodies are secreting more calcium into your urine. The trick is, though, is not to have any bone loss. So if you are a coffee drinker, make sure you're supplementing with some good, sufficient amounts of calcium. And in fact, the National Institute of Health actually does recommend women or anybody should have 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams of quality, well-absorbed calcium to counteract what is lost in your urine from drinking the coffee. So we need to really keep that that up.
0: Yes. And... You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we would recommend that you limit your coffee consumption. Right. I mean, before I found this company, I drank coffee all day, day. long. Well, oh. I don't know that I even <laughs> had a glass of water. So
1: sad oh. to say.
0: And I'm sure there wasn't any cream in it. Uh, no, oh, my, oh. That no. That would have been way. sinful For sure. yeah, back then. But, you know, now I stick to my one cup in the mornings. And we always recommend, I think you do the same, Marcy, in clinical practice. We rec- recommend no more than 1 to 2 cups a day yeah i do and i guess we should verify what what 1 to 2 cups yes. is in Eight in terms ounces. of ounces yeah <laughs> yeah so um, I, honestly i always think of that as between 6 and 12 ounces total of coffee because uh, yeah a yeah. cup of coffee kind of those back the in the day ones, right. yeah the shorter coffee mugs so somewhere around there 6 to 12 ounces total for most people isn't going to do any harm do add that cream that's good for your bones, or if you don't like cream, I know. One day when I was doing radio with Dar, she was talking about putting a tablespoon of butter. Oh, I've in done her coffee. that. Yeah, so that's it's another tasty. idea. Yeah, I've done a tablespoon of coconut oil for sure. Before. So different ways to get that added fat, and that really helps your bone health. And on that note, let's get back to our discussion about the inaccurate information about eating low fat or fat-free foods that was being taught in dietetics when I went to college.
1: Yeah, you know, research really helps us clear up any misunderstandings um, of fats. So it tells us that we want to eat good fat. The good fats we're talking about are going to be olive oil, that coconut oil that we just said, you know, some good butter. You know, but avocados, nuts, nut butters, and the heavy cream, cream. Those are going to be those great uh, fats for your bones. And not doing that fat-free and not doing that low-fat because that's what's bad for your bones.
0: Right. And back in 1996, Dr. Mary Enig, now some of our longtime listeners know that name. She's a well-known researcher. She's written some books. One of her favorite books of mine is called Know Your Fats. Great book. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Back in 1996, she spoke at the American College of Nutrition's annual conference, and she presented research at that point to show that to have healthy, strong bones, people Mm. need to eat good fats. So the things like you were saying, Marcy, the coconut oil, the extra virgin olive oil, the avocados, these help to build the bone mesh that runs through the inside of our bone. And I always visualize that mesh as like a screen in a screen door. Right. And that's in the middle of your bones, and you need that for your calcium and your magnesium and your potassium and all your minerals to attach to. Right. That's great. That's a
1: great visual for people. You know, and on the flip side, if you ate bad fats like that margarine or artificial coffee creamers or maybe that faked whipped cream that you find on pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving... Or maybe the soybean oils that's in everything. Corn oil or the cottonseed oil you're gonna find in some nuts that we people don't even realize it's in.
0: Right, right. When you're buying <laughs> almonds and cashews and read they the think, label, cottonseed oil is bad.
1: Yes, please read the label.
0: You know, so or also if you ate
1: that low fat or no fat that we've been talking about, like we both did. We did. You know, you can actually have these big gaping holes in your bone mesh the mesh that Cassie was just talking about, and the minerals have nothing to attach to. So you end up with what? These weak, fragile on bones. your way to osteoporosis. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up for a quick break here. And you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, clients often ask us this question. Why are sugar and processed carbs so bad for our bones? And we go on to explain that the consumption of refined sugar is a major contributor to osteoporosis because when we eat sugar, we what? We secrete calcium in our urine. And since 99% of the total body's calcium is in our bones, this extra increase in calcium excretion really
0: results in the leaching of calcium from our bones. I'm getting really sad because I'm thinking about all my... Years of low fat eating and the coffee all day long. Oh, I know. Mine are just crumbling at this yeah, point. Yeah. Well, we're building. But, them back yeah, up. I know. We have. Them. I've, well,
1: in the last years with all the good fats. Yes. So if you, anyone has any questions on osteoporosis or osteopenia today, please call into the studio at 651 641 1071.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to ask the listeners if they realize that they can listen to past podcasts of our show.
1: They're so fun to do.
0: I, I If I have house cleaning to do, oh, it yeah. makes the time pass faster. I go back and listen to old podcasts of shows that I'm not on so I can learn some new stuff. For sure. I know that longtime listeners realize this, but I'm sure there are some new listeners that don't know that if you miss something we say today or if you just want to re-listen, you can... Um, Go to our website at weightandwellness.com. Click on radio show and you can listen to any of our past shows. And there's two other ways you can listen as well. If you have iTunes, just type in Dishing Up Nutrition in the search bar and we are free on iTunes. And then the most recent way that you can listen to past podcasts of our show, we have our very own app. Which we do is pretty cool. It I think is. that was in the last couple years, maybe. Yeah, yep, yeah, for year sure. Yep. So our app is called Simply Dishing Up Nutrition. It's available on iPhones and Androids, and you can listen to po- past podcasts. That way as well. Now, something that is super new that not a lot of our listeners are aware of is that we're now transcribing our shows too. We are. So say everything very clearly, Cassie. So, yeah, <laughs> right easier for our person who has so to it's transcribe. Not mumble jumbled. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you prefer, you can read the actual words, and that too is available up on our website at weightandwellness.com. And I just want to let all the listeners know that we do truly appreciate your interest and your support of our show and so we just want to give you a big thank you and if you have a spare minute we want to encourage you to write a review of our show on iTunes or while you're on iTunes you can also let us know of a radio topic that you'd like us to consider we really do value your feedback and now back to our topic of how to build strong bones you know before we went to break we were talking about Healthy fat, and yeah. how important that is, and I've been with nutritional weight and wellness now for a little over eleven years, and ever since I've been with the company, they've been teaching about the importance of healthy fats, but I know it's been going on for longer than that. I think, yeah. I think the company's been up and out teaching that for twenty plus years oh i th- for sure so and and the message has always been you need to eat those healthy fats, especially for strong bones. You're right, Cassie. And, you know,
1: we have a story that we want to share with you today of um, someone in our company who is, she is one of our great nutrition educators. Um, and a lot of you know her. She's caring and, and she's witty. It's Oralee,
0: so shout out sat- to Oralee. <laughs> Hi, Oralee. We know she's listening. To yeah, have you ever sat through any of her classes? Oh my gosh, yes. My cheeks usually oh. hurt when we're done. <laughs> I because know. I, la- I mean, I learn... But then she throws in that humor and I laugh. So yes, it's all yes. good. She's she's great. You know, and she teaches a
1: lot of nutrition for weight loss classes. That's kind of her primary class. And she came to us about seven years ago before learning that body and bones need good fats. And what happened was that Orly had bought into the low fat message. And Ooh. she talks about that. She could be in our club. <laughs> oh, I know. Totally. Just like many of us. Yeah. So in fact, she even calls herself the queen of low fat. I thought that was my name. Back then. Back then. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Even as physically active as Orly really is and was at the time, she had the beginning of osteoporosis and what that's called is osteopenia.
0: So, obviously, she was concerned. I mean, who yeah. wouldn't be concerned well, when right. you get that diagnosis? But she, uh, her story goes, um, you know, she might be even me- more concerned about her bones than you or I because her story is that she describes her grandma moaning in pain from having weak, really fragile bones. And Orly said she remembers as a little girl when she asked her mom, why is grandma hurting so much? her mom told her that her grandma's bones were collapsing.
1: That's pretty profound when your mom says grandma's bones are
0: collapsing. And you're having to listen to her be in such pain. So that really left a lasting impression on Oralee. So when she got that diagnosis of osteopenia, she really took her bone problem into her own hands and she decided she was going to heal. She did not want to end up moaning in pain like her grandma she didn't want to be the elderly lady that we've all heard about before that falls and ends up in a nursing home with a broken hip or a broken pelvis. So Aura Lee made some significant changes in her eating. She really did. And so some of the
1: listeners out there might be saying, OK, well, how did she heal up her bones? You know, well, how did she do this? Well, the first step that she took was she added a tablespoon of good fat. That good fat that we were talking about, like the coconut oil, the nut butters, the olives, things like that. She would add a tablespoon of good fat to each of her meals and snack. And, you know, for her, that was the easy part. That tastes good. It's pretty easy for all of us to do that. You know, and what was even great for her is that she lost weight.
0: Adding that extra delicious fat. See, it wasn't true, was it? All those years we were all told, eat fat and you'll get fat, but Orley found out it's not true.
1: You're right. You know, so that's one thing we should take to heart, you know, mm-hmm. listening to how good fat is for our bones. But, you know, on the other side, it's you good. might have
0: some weight loss. It's good for metabolism, yep. too. So, so, yeah, like you said, Marcy, Orly's first step to healing her bones was adding that fat. The next step was to give up her sugar treats. Ooh. ooh you her talk before uh, yeah. having you right? <laughs> yeah. She loved sugar. I mean, oh she my gosh. really loved sugar. So this step was a lot harder for her. Ora Lee has talked before about how she would she felt like she would get a high from eating sugar, almost like her brain sort of lit up. But of course, I mean, that only lasts for so long and then the sugar crash follows an hour or two later and what happens then? You yeah. go on a search and rescue mission That's for right. more sugar, and this vicious cycle just keeps repeating itself. Can any listeners relate to this sugar addiction that Orally struggled with? I am sure there are people out there shaking their head yes. Oh, yeah. Well, to tie all this together, do you remember, it's been maybe a year or more when Orally was on the radio talking about her dad passing away? right? And she talked about how... Um, after her dad died, the doctors discovered that he had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Ooh. Non-alcoholic. Right. So, so that means, that? right, he yeah. wasn't drinking alcohol. Right. That's not what gave him fatty liver. He got fatty liver from all of the candy mm. and pies and cakes and cookies that he loved and that he ate all throughout his life. And I have more of this Story with Aura and the environment she grew up in. But we'll do that on the other side of break. Sounds good, Cassie. And
1: you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And before break, we were talking about um, why sugar is so bad for our bones. Well, here's another helpful reason for you. Refined sugar actually strips your body of magnesium, which will significantly impact bone health. You know, without adequate magnesium, the body cannot absorb this calcium. And it may come, up, come as a surprise to you, but magnesium is actually more important than calcium for bone health. And we frequently recommend to our clients to take 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate tablets with your calcium for good and better absorption. For best absorption, minerals really should be taken at bedtime.
0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company providing life-changing nutrition counseling and life-changing nutrition education. Now, before we get back to our topic of how to build strong, healthy bones, because we have a lot of people that fly in to take our Weight and Wellness Weekend Seminar And we often have people drive in from out of the area for our menopause survival seminar. Because of this, I want to give you the fall dates so that you can plan ahead. So, the weekend weight and wellness seminar is going to be the weekend of October 6th. As always, it will start on a Friday night, run all day Saturday, and then the first part of Sunday as well. That's going to be at our St. Paul, Minnesota location. And the menopause survival seminar, also at our St. Paul location will be Saturday, November 4th. And you know what? Even if you've taken either of these, the weekend seminar or the menopause survival seminar before, don't be afraid to sign up for a refresher course. Re-sign up. They're great classes and you'll learn so much. mm -hmm. You'll learn something new every time. I swear. You know, I was just texting with my favorite cousin from back home in North Dakota yesterday And she was reminding me, she took the weekend weight and wellness series about, oh, I'm guessing about five years ago now. And she encouraged and talked my mom into taking it with her. Oh, fun. So they had, you know, they could drive together. They drove in from North Dakota, stopped at my house on the way, and then went into St. Paul. And they had a hotel and made a whole weekend of it. Oh, just girl's time. Girl time. And, And my cousin loved it. My cousin has a passion for nutrition as much as I do. But then two years later, she took it again. Oh, wow. Drove in again, brought her daughter-in-law the second time. So I just want to point that out because a lot of people take it more than once. and, And you do. You learn something new every time because there's new instructors. We're always updating the information. And do like my cousin Patty did and bring... Bring a friend because it's more fun and then you go home with that support person. That's right. And you guys can share recipes and ideas. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It just makes it easier to stick to the plan when you have that friend. And another thing I want to mention before we get back to our topic of healthy bones, we have a brand new seminar. So I'm really excited to be able to share this. A brand new seminar coming out called The Food Connection to ADHD. And this seminar is going to be on Saturday, November 18th in St. Paul. It's going to run from 930 to one in the afternoon. And if any of you out there are parents of young, active, very social kids like I am, I know that you need to get these special dates on your calendar so that your learning time won't be snatched up by gymnastics practice or by a basketball game. Right.
1: Those are great. That's going to be a great class, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So helpful and so needed. I wouldn't mind just sitting through that. It's so interesting Uh, to to learn and and for me to remember the different ways that food and some key supplements can can help ADHD in kids and adults. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So before we went to break, I was talking about Aurelie's story. And if you remember, I was talking about how her dad... After he died, the doctors found that he had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And orally has told the story before yeah. about how her dad loved cake and candy and pie. So imagine that environment that orally grew up in. Right, sugar, sugar, sugar. Exactly. And I bet some of the listeners can relate. Some of you probably grew up the same way, and mm-hmm. and orally came to love sugar herself. And until more recently, she never realized the devastating effects that all of that sugar was having on her bones. Now, the upside to this whole story is that you can restore bone density with the correct eating habits. Mm-hmm. You might need to take a few key supplements. And exercise helps to build bones, oh, too. Oh, for sure. And that it, weight-bearing exercise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Weight-bearing and cardiovascular, both.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not. it's not just that that'll build those strong bones for us. You know, we talked about how fat was so needed, but we also need to talk about a little bit more about this sugar, this sugar deal. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it so bad for our bones? Well, really, the simple facts is that sugar just depletes our body of calcium. Mm-hmm. And it's, without the calcium, we're just not going to have good bone growth. It just health. robs
0: our body of calcium, yeah. And you end yeah. up peeing out the calcium yeah, in just, some pretty expensive urine. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, so
1: you may be wondering if there has been an increase in why. Why? Has there been an increase in osteoporosis and osteopenia over the past few years? Well, the increase has gone up by 25% in hip failures or hip fractures worldwide from
0: 1990 to 2000. 25% in just one decade. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a big jump. So, if we take that graph, if we had a graph in front of us showing that twenty-five percent increase in just a decade, and set that right next to our increase in sugar consumption, oh, over the mirror? past year, right? <laughs> I mean, I think there is a not correlation. Even, yeah, not even an argument there that that's at least a part of the puzzle, all of the sugar that we eat and the fact that we are reaching epidemic proportions of osteoporosis. And I want to give you some specific numbers here. If we look at the increase in sugar consumption in the past 300 years, and that might sound like a lot, but really 300 years for the body to adapt and change in terms of what it's meant to digest, it's not a lot of time. Right. So in 300 years, we go back to the 1700s, The average person ate about two pounds of sugar in a year on average. Right. Two pounds. pounds. Today, oh, this is obnoxious, and I don't think you're (laughs) even going to be able to guess. Today, the average person, the average American, eats 160 pounds of sugar in a year. Wow. Yuck. Yuck is the other word. You're Ah, right. So from two... To one hundred and sixty. I mean, just think of the sugar oh. and the leaching of calcium and the that's leaching going of on. Calcium. And if you're wondering, what does that look like in a day? Well, that breaks down to the average American is consuming about forty two and a half teaspoons of sugar in a day. Visualize yeah. spooning forty two and Teas- a half teaspoons of sugar down your throat yeah. in a day. Put it in a glass. Yeah, and, and drink that'll it, give you a right? good visual. Yes, it
1: will. You know, and I think sometimes people just re- are like, well, I don't I don't really eat a lot of sugar. I don't, I don't, where is that coming from? You know, I get a lot of that, um, you know, just with clients and even out teaching, you know, but where, where can this stuff sort of sneak in? Well, maybe in a glass of juice that you just drink with your breakfast in the morning. How much does that have? 11 teaspoons of sugar. Just in the juice. 11. Right. And then later on, you might think, oh, I'm going to have just a little bit of soda here. And that's another 11 teaspoons of sugar.
0: That's if you're drinking a can. Now, when I was addicted yeah. to, to pop, <laughs> I drank bottles. But yeah, if you're going to have one can, there's 11 teaspoons of more sugar. Right. And so then later on,
1: you might think, well, I'm kind of hungry. I think I'll have, I'll have a few slices of pizza. Three slices of pizza looks like 28 teaspoons of sugar. So and most people
0: us... don't think of sugar in pizza, pizza, right? No, but the white sure. flour, the sugar in the pasta sauce, 28 yeah. teaspoons. So it adds up fast. And
1: already here you are at 50 teaspoons of sugar. So how oh, easy was that? And the day's not even over. <laughs> I know, that might just be lunch. Right. You know, so the thing to think about as well, and then we want to point out is this is really common for just our teenagers, you know, and they they need to... They struggle with eating a lot of sugar-laden foods and things like... What are they eating?
0: Oh my gosh, potato chips. Yes. Even at the middle school where my son goes to, kids come in the morning with frappuccinos from I... the caribou and the Starbucks. That's These amazing. These are 11 and 12 year They're little year babies. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of sugar in the middle school and right. the teenagers' lives. Oh, for sure. And it comes...
1: Well, like we just pointed out, I mean, it's in... Two, three things you've already added up to 50 right. teaspoons. So it's a, and the thing that's so important is that during our teenage years, it's a really critical period for building those strong bones. Absolutely. So we want them to have some, a better diet. Get rid of some of that sugar. They don't need frappuccinos. No, right? No.
0: They don't need coffee in no. any form. I about a bottle of water. There we go. That's that would a great be wonderful. Idea. Yeah, I mean, we've said it so many times, but it bears repeating. You need to get the sugar out, especially in these teenage years when they should be building bone. But we don't want to discriminate. It's really important for all age groups to be concerned about what they're putting in their mouth in order to build strong bones. It really is. It is. And, you know, an example that comes to my mind, I was speaking with a friend the other day, and she was telling me how her aunt just moved into senior housing. Oh. And the aunt is enjoying it. But the story that she was sharing with me, you know where I'm going to go with this, every Monday morning at this senior housing facility, they have a social gathering. That part is great, the social part. But guess what they're serving? Some artificial creamer. Oh, of course. <laughs> there's no cream, real cream available. Artificial creamer with the coffee, but even worse, cookies, sweet rolls, and brownies. Oh, geez. And there's no other options. Right. I mean, at least give them some healthy options. Please. You know, so let's come back to
1: that after this break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And when you're buying a calcium supplement, we suggest that you look for higher quality calcium than that calcium carbonate, you know, and you're going to find calcium carbonate in Tums calcium chews, and less expensive calcium products. Unfortunately, that type of calcium is just really poorly absorbed by the bones. And actually bad
0: for your health. And yes. That's a whole other story. It
1: is a whole other story. So just we really recommend you stay away from that. And always look for a bone-building product that will contain something which we prefer you to have is calcium citrate or mycocrystalline hydroxyapatite. Compound And those are going to be better for new bone formation and strong bones. So be sure also to tune in next week to listen to Cara and Shelby as they are going to discuss tips for better memory. That will be a popular show. Oh, I think so. Hey, Cravings, what's up? Not you, because I'm taking you down. Didn't see that coming? Because I've always buckled under your pressure? Well, this is my house now. So bring it, ice cream. You want a piece of me, cake? I see you in the pantry, potato chips. See, this super chick got herself to nutritional weight and wellness and learned that cravings aren't a willpower thing, more like a blood sugar, mineral deficiency, digestive thing. And eating in balance slays the beast. Animal protein. Healthy fats. Vegetable carbs. The temptation-taming trifecta. Make you shrink and me shine. Do I feel deprived? (laughs) Not when I'm armed with my nutritional weight and wellness num-num chucks. So step off, cravings, or I'll swing you into oblivion. I guess I better clean this
0: up. Learn how to conquer your cravings with the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. On-site or online. Visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you just happened to turn us on, our topic today is centered around the healthy habits you need to practice to avoid osteopenia and osteoporosis. And before we jump back into that topic, I want to talk a little bit to all of you about our most popular series, and some of you know what that is. That's our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. And we are starting up a bunch of new classes and locations this this coming week. Yeah it, oh yeah, it is. So the week of September 11th, which starts Monday, our new series of Nutrition for Weight Loss starts. And you know what I'm thinking? The state fair's over. Yep. Uh, kids Summer's are back, back over. in school. Summer's basically <laughs> over. Fewer or maybe no trips to the lake cabin anymore. So maybe it's a really good time for some me time.
1: I like it. Right.
0: And maybe that me time means getting back to healthier eating. So if you've had enough brownies, enough bars, Uh enough bottles of beer to last you until (laughs) next next summer, summer. (laughs) time to get back on track. But that's easy to say. The harder question is, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get back to healthy eating habits so that you have fewer aches and pains? How are you going to get back to your healthy eating habits so that you have better moods? And how are you going to get back to healthier eating so that you have a lot more energy? Well, you know what I'm going to suggest? Here it goes. I'm going to suggest taking the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. Some of you know it is all centered around eating real food. We don't try to sell you any packaged stuff. We just tell you about real food that's simple to prepare And you'll not only lose those extra pounds that you maybe put on in the past few months, but you'll start to feel like your old self again. And you'll wake up feeling great with better moods and less aches and pains. So if you want to learn more or if you want to sign up, you can call the St. Paul office at 651-699-3438. Or you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com. Now, when we went to break earlier, um, boy, that yeah. just seems like a couple of days ago. I don't know right. if that even was what we <laughs> were talking about. Oh,
1: we were talking about the calcium the and calcium. kinds of calcium that we don't want to consume, kinds that we should get, like the yep. calcium citrate. Yep.
0: Yes, right. And um, the MCHC, the other yes. one, I always. Yeah abbreviate that one for short. So calcium citrate or microcrystalline hydroxyapatite. And then I was mentioning my friend that was telling me about her aunt in the senior housing being fed brownies and sweet rolls and coffee with artificial creamer. You know... I get it if that's your choice, but you should have a choice.
1: Yes, for sure. And so many of these seniors don't have a choice because that's all that's there. Yeah,
0: that's the sad part. And the statistics tell us that for women over the age of 45, osteoporosis accounts for more days spent in a hospital than any other disease. That's really remarkable to me. I'm almost 45, so that (laughs) really is scary. Oh, me too. No matter what your age That is, we need to repeat that. For women over the age of 45, osteoporosis accounts for more days spent in a hospital than any other disease, including diabetes, including heart attacks, including breast cancer. Wow. Uh, So, you know, keep that in mind and then think about the people in senior housing that I was mentioning that are being fed all this sugar. sugar, Yes. You know, and think about the elderly population, because doesn't it seem like every event they attend, here come the cookies, here come the brownies, That's here come right. the bars. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that most of us love those sweet treats. But like I said, at least give them a choice, at least have some healthier, healthier alternatives offered as well. Right. So like that veggies they can or choose. fruits. Yeah. You know, it should be just on. I was served along with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm kind of curious, you know, if you're a director of a senior housing facility and you are offering better snacks, let us know. You could give us a comment on our Facebook page. You could call into the radio if you have time yet this morning. The number is 651-641-1071. I'm sure there are some senior facilities out there offering better snacks. And we'd love for you to share because it might spark some other place to do the same, oh yes,
1: that would be great information, you know, and several you know research studies have found that bones need adequate protein, so let's not forget about that component. Um, our bones really need that protein to be healthy and to be strong. and as nutritionists, you know, we're always telling and teaching. Um, You know, giving suggestions on how to add protein to the diet and even these senior living facilities, maybe they could provide some bone building snacks and meals like we've been hoping and talking about. Um, And they need some more of that good protein. So maybe we could share a little bit of our favorites. That's a great idea. Help uh, spark some ideas for people. Um, You know, I always suggest eating some deviled eggs and maybe just a bowl of berries. I mean, easy, delicious, and even easy to digest because that's another... Component that goes in with the seniors.
0: Right, right. You need things that are easy to digest, but Mm -hmm. that is a really delicious snack that even I enjoy, Marcy. So that was a great one. Another snack that I really enjoy and that I often recommend when I'm working with seniors is to do deli meat roll ups. So if you're not familiar with what these are, oh, those are so good. I know. So you just take your favorite deli meat, whether it's ham or turkey or um, roast beef, whatever you like. We recommend nitrate free and then spread full fat cream cheese on there. roll it up. Those are deli meat roll-ups. And you could serve that with a half of a banana sliced up in a bowl, pour a little bit of heavy cream over the top. I mean, that sounds pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of
1: hungry right now anyway. So, (laughs) um, you know, and I often do suggest, what about some full-fat cottage cheese? You know, you could throw Perfect. some berries on there. Or you could throw some unsweetened applesauce and maybe some pecans. Just a nice, quick little snack. And I always say, hey, throw some cinnamon on, too, because yep. it adds that little extra flavor.
0: Almost like dessert.
1: It really is. That sounds really good. You know, and, and the other thing to kind of remind everybody about is that there's no added sugar. It, it's low, low sugar. So like that sugar that we're talking about that we want to keep out of the diet, it's not in any of those snacks.
0: None of them that we mentioned, no, and yet they're all so tasty. You know, Marcy, you posed the question earlier in the show, why is sugar so bad for our bones? You talked about how it leaches calcium, right? Right. Leaches calcium right out of our bones, right out of our muscles. But there's another reason. Sugar strips the body of magnesium, too. And this Mm -hmm. is bad for a couple of different reasons. Magnesium is needed to help convert vitamin D into its active form. And I think most of our listeners know because they've heard us say it before that you need that active form of vitamin D to absorb calcium. So isn't it interesting how all of this works together? You need enough vitamin D, but you need the magnesium to help convert the vitamin D to its active form. And you've heard us say it before, but I'm going to mention it again. We suggest that everybody gets their vitamin D level tested. Very important. Know where you're at because you can get too much. and That's then it's, right. Then it's not a good thing anymore. So right. know your vitamin D level. You should be between 50 and 80 to be in your best range for your best calcium absorption.
1: That's right. And you know, magnesium will really also help activate enzymes that are required for bone formation. You know, so really the bottom line on this is magnesium is going to be crucial for developing those strong bones that we've been talking about all morning.
0: Magnesium does so many things. I often refer to it as the magic mineral. All right. Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness
1: is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing.
0: Have a healthy day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio.